I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Attainable Podcast. Um, today, we're jumping right in because I know it's going to be a, probably a longer one. For those of you who love the long episodes, these are this is right for you. I'm with a guest that I've been excited for for months, okay? I am like un- well, certified unwell. I'm with Leiden Elora, and I can't even contain my excitement. How are you? I'm so good. You're the cutest. I'm like, I feel like I, I have to live up to the hype, but yeah, no, I'm really excited to be here. I haven't done anything like this in so long that I'm like, I feel like I was waiting for it to be the right time. I feel like we've been waiting and waiting. And I'm like, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. And then when you message me, I'm like, it's time. Let's go. It's time. Uh, yes. I'm super excited. This is the attainable debut of the new Leiden and you um, have taken a break from social media and kind of come back, but you've stayed I'd say like stayed consistent in your messaging and I mean you had the incident incident where like your Instagram got deleted or something like we'll go into all of that but um for those of you listening who do not know her uh Leiden is a social I call you a social media influencer I know people have like weird things with like that identity but I am influenced by you so I'm going to go ahead and put that crown on your head um and she has been such a light on my little social media world I follow her on TikTok and on Instagram and She's great. And if you don't follow her, uh, she's got really interesting content and we just align in so many ways. You love to travel. You've got this almost like nomadic lifestyle and you're figuring it out and you're very open about that, which I love. Um, So we're just going to get into it. You just kind of give your background where you came from, what you do now. Yeah, of course. So I guess my background, I always start with the choice of not going to university. I think that that kind of set me up in high school to dial it right back. I was so ready to go to university, party, get a whatever the hell degree and go on with my life. Like I really, in high school, I wasn't the kid that like had online businesses. I see all these kids on YouTube now, like 17, 15, they have online businesses. They're ready to travel all these big dreams. I was not that girl. Like that was me at all um I wanted to just go to university and I took a gap year um for mental health for just to make some money my mom actually kind of motivated me to take a gap year I wasn't like super set on it but I was like you know what probably a good idea I just want to make some money um and then I got really into yoga and so I was a total like hippie for the year and was like I don't know what I want to do in university but I knew I wanted to go to Bali for this yoga festival um so I went like I didn't have any friends that were wanting to travel like I didn't and so many people come to me with that now they're like I don't have any friends that want to travel I'm like that's not a problem it's not a problem that's almost a good thing it's a good thing because you're going to meet so many people so I went to Bali alone at 19 and actually my boyfriend at the time ended up coming with me but that was a whole other story and that kind of set me on my traveling journey because it opened me up to like whoa you can literally do anything like people make money in so many different ways in in Canada especially where I'm at like everybody in Toronto has a specific you know nine to five job of some sort or and a side hustle and they live in the city and they go to baseball games and they go away on weekends like that's like the vibe of the city um and that just 
is, is such a cool lifestyle, but it's just not something that's ever rung true for me. So I've kind of been like paving my own path and it gets really messy. Um, and I have a really hard time lying. So on <laughs> social media, I just have to tell the truth. Like I have to be so dead honest about what I'm going through in that day because I just physically am unable. You can see it all over my face when I like try to say something that's not true. So I, I have to be dead honest with people. So that kind of started my journey in, in travel but for me travel is less about like going and exploring a new place and more about finding different ways of living different cultures different religions different spiritual practices different views on life um and the, the way that people live around the world has just inspired me to to live differently and allow anything to be possible never to like jam myself into kind of one way of life so that's kind of a description of how I became who I am because I think I'm just open-minded like I'm just kind of open to anything I don't really have set views or set anything set beliefs I'm just kind of so open to whatever uh comes at me that that's that that really is how it I formed if you will yeah which is I I mean honestly like it comes so like true through your social media and that's why I've always been attracted to your account and you're like you know that you've got your like story people that it's almost like a tv show where it sounds kind of funny but you know you got your like regular favorites and instagram beautiful about putting them in the front you're always in the front I'm like I have to see what she's doing I had to see what she's talking about because she could be talking about her toenail and I'm going to be interested (laughs) I love that And I love that, yes, you do have a very open perspective. Um, And that kind of brings me into a question that I want to go ahead and get out of the way. Like, what do you do for Monate? How has that been a thing in your life for those of you listening? I know my audience, a lot of my listeners, including myself, very, some are totally anti-MLM. I've seen the good and the bad. I've, I think, um, I think Advocare was is an MLM. I'm not really sure. Like we were affiliated with Advocare and like we did it, we loved it. And yeah. I've seen like, I've seen the good and the bad and I never want to like write anything off. And the way that you speak about your job, your role there at the company, I've never heard anybody speak about it in this way. And it's very, you're, it's very much just kind of like a part like you, you seem to have like all these different things that you're doing, which is so cool, yeah. but you're like, oh, this is just like one of my engines, you know, we're, but the rocket's yeah. mine. Like, this is just yeah. kind of like what's helping me get there. You talk a little bit about that. Of course, Monique, I, I, I always go off on tangents. My favorite, favorite, favorite thing is when people are like either anti-MLM or, or not for it or whatever, and they have a conversation with me and they're like, I've gotten this so many times. I feel like we could be friends. I'm like, but that's because I'm a human being. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's, it's a normal thing. And they're so thrown off by like, wait, a real person is in a multi-level marketing company and really open about it. Like, and I, I don't hide the fact that I'm in it. I remember when I joined Monate, um, I had, I was a server, like at my parents' restaurant, like I was just kind of serving and I obviously wanted to find a way to travel. Um, but I was getting cold messages about Monate a bunch because I was pretty active, kind of active on social media, figuring it out um, through my travels and people were telling me about it. And I was just like, I don't support MLMs. I, my, my parents, especially like I always grew up with the knowledge of like, don't talk to strangers, don't join a multi-level marketing company. Yeah. Those are the two things that you're not allowed to do. And <laughs> didn't do the first one, but second one, yeah, here we are. Um, and so I was just so super against it, if I'm honest. And I didn't want to hear any part of it. I didn't care what anybody had to say. I, I was super not 
for the cold messaging either because they message you this like lovely thing of like do you want to make money online I'm like of course like what how do you make money online and then they're like it's a multi-level marketing company I'm like brig uh anyway so so I was really against it and then um Liv who is my upline she got me into money um she messaged me she's a friend of a friend and she was the same as me like she is me but a different her body basically and I was like wait this I had the same experience I was like this girl's in an MLM but she's like a real person she's like really talking to me and she just was like why don't we FaceTime I talked to Emma like you're from our mutual friend and um I would love to just like FaceTime you about this I have no idea if you would even be into this or open to it but like you just you gotta hear me out on this I was like bet no problem like I'm gonna listen to you I'm not, I not this this opportunity has come blasting in my face like 700 times um anyways I ended up joining which it just became a bit of a no-brainer like she was like just try out the products give it a go if you like it great if you don't I'll help you send them back I'm like okay why not tried them out and really got into the training of it and I am a homework personal development junkie like that's my go-to I love sitting here at this desk for hours on end just watching people's stories people's info like I just take it all in and I take notes on notes on notes so I got really into the the Facebook groups and the trainings um, from so many different women that saw the world the way that, that I saw the world now did I agree with every single person absolutely not to this day I'm like oh you guys make money look so bad I tell people that all the time I get cold message about the business I'm like I'm in the business oh god like can we stop like it's gotta stop so I'm very open not only with training my team but training other people in the company to try to do it not my way but just honestly but anyways me and Liv got into it and I told her one day I was like okay so I've, I've figured out that this company has everything and it's really really an awesome opportunity it's just really not cool <laughs> dude like nobody thinks that it's cool nobody and I'm like it's cool no one thinks it's cool so if if my only job in this company is to make it cool I can do that. And so we started something. I actually have 180 tattooed on my wrist. We started something called the 180 movement. This is kind of like come and gone. We've kind of branched off from this, but it was this whole idea of making this opportunity cool and like helping people realize that it doesn't have to feel uncomfortable. It doesn't have to feel like anything. And that's really my biggest thing is like, the company gives you this really open-ended opportunity. It's the people in it that have made it pressurized or ugly or gross or feel like something that it's not. That's why people are like, why does it feel different for you? I'm like, cause I don't listen to anyone. I've taken in all of the information and I've formed my own opinions. The issue with multi-level marketing is that normally people get into it because they don't have any of the skills, which I didn't either, or their own opinions or their own business skills or their own ideas about anything. So they follow rather than leading. And that is a huge issue because then they're just given a script. Then they're just posting whatever their upline is posting. And that's when it feels fake. That's when it feels you have to get into this company, go through trial and error, and eventually do it your own way and have your own opinions, voice your own truth, or else it will always feel like a network marketing company, not like a brand that you are influencing people to, to utilize to the best of their ability. Because this, this company has allowed me to, first of all, get the 
travel for the last three years. And second of all, it's also gotten me now jobs because I'm home for the next two years. And I wanted to, like you say, take a break from uh, social media. So I was like, you know what, my money's going to be a side hustle right now. I'm going to, and not a lot of people do that. But when their business kind of takes a turn or they take a break from their business, it's uh, it's this whole thing that they try to cover up. I was like, I'm going to make a fucking video about it. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, no, no. You can go all the language. Like, you're oh, fine. Oh, I was like, no, this is sure. like, there's no bleeping. <laughs> Everybody knows. Well, good. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of the energy I wanted to tell people. This business can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. You don't have to be anybody else. It's an income online with zero fucking rules. You see one way of doing it and one type of person that does it will let me be that kind of light because I want people to utilize it. I wouldn't have been able to travel for the last couple of years. I wouldn't have been able to do any of that. I would still be in travel debt from the three or four years that I was traveling on fucking credit cards if I hadn't have joined. And, and, and so that for me was... It, it frustrates me because the only reason people don't join is because it's not cool. You know what I mean? It, it's just not something that they think is even acceptable. And so many people hate on you for doing it. I've had so many unthinkable videos made about me and I'm just like, Jesus, it's, it's not, it's not necessary, you know? So I just wanted to make the opportunity available for people. I really don't give a fuck if anybody joins. I just want it to be out there in case you do want to travel and don't have skills and, don't have a million followers you just you know want to sell shampoo and, and travel the world it's been pretty cool it's been a fun life yeah so. I don't know how long I've been following you but I think it's been under a year maybe right out of year not really sure so I haven't even gotten to see like everything you've done over the last three years so you talked about you know kind of changing this identity from like, I want to go to university and I you know I'm fit in this box and I'm not sure what I want to do but like that's my thing and I like Especially if somebody who said like you're really into homework, like studious, you're like, this is my, my job as a student. I've only known how to be a student and then changing that and saying, okay, I'm going to pursue self-employment and like this lifestyle that's very different. You know, it's something that we're blessed to see online. Just use the word blessed, but that feels right. So I'm going to go with <laughs> I it. I like it. So, like, I'm just going to go with it, even though that feels a little, my name is Bethany or something, but anyway. <laughs> Like, you know, like I know I love, like I've got many friends who are named Bethany, but it just, you know, there's a vibe. It's like Karen. Sorry, Karen's your name has been tainted. Blessed and Bethany just seem to really slap together. Anyway, we have been blessed with social media where we like get to see these lifestyles, but it still doesn't seem attainable. It still doesn't seem like something like when you really stop for a second and like, okay, what if I did this? I've done that a couple of times in my life. And that has been, you know, where the universe, God, whatever you want to believe in has like punched me in the face, be like, finally let's go like where are we going so how did you one kind of plan yeah. to do that how did you plan yeah. to achieve this life that you have built for yourself and then how did you take money and it seems I mean I don't know you may have multiple streams of income it seems that you yeah. preach a lot about you know having like multiple things and you do a lot so using your various buckets to then fuel that dream First and foremost, my parents, especially my, my dad, they're, they're both entrepreneurs. So they ran restaurants my whole life. So I grew up looking at two people making money out of thin air, as I call it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like not, not collecting a paycheck ever. We didn't have benefits or anything. And it, it was always just, it can always, it, you, you'd be freaking surprised what's possible, honestly. Like it's, it's, it's crazy to watch it 
happen behind the scenes. Um, you know, some months are unreal and other months are like tight, you know? So I had a very easygoing idea of money. So like I went to Bali on busters tips. Okay. So I was a buster at a restaurant. I definitely like shopped a bit, but I'm not huge into like shopping or anything like that. I didn't have a savings account or anything. I wasn't focused on like personal finance or anything like that. I didn't give a fucking, I didn't give a fuck at all. So I literally (laughs) took every dollar that I had and I went to Bali. I'm pretty sure, and this is going to be alarming. I'm pretty sure I blew like four grand on that trip in like money that I had. And I think I went with like two grand. So the rest was on a credit card. And a lot of people, like if you want the reality of fucking traveling, that's what traveling looks like. Like if you really want the reality of it, that's what traveling looks like. So I went to Bali and I spent that money. Do I regret it? No. Would some people regret it? Absolutely. So I say like traveling like that, like backpacking truly and living a digital nomad life. If you don't have a very open view on money can be made anytime, any place, anywhere, anyhow, take it as it comes and let it flow. If you don't have that idea of money, I don't know that traveling the way that I travel is necessarily yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's expensive. Like, it's expensive and it's, it's chaotic. Like you just don't know. That is a great word. <laughs> it is chaotic. I came home from Aruba recently and I spent $500 in the span of five minutes at the airport because they needed me to book a flight, get a, some sort of form filled out. That was $200. It was, and you just have to pay, you got to be cool with just letting it go. And then I've also saved stupid amounts of money. So like I've left with budgets like this and spent more and spent less. Like in Italy, I spent next to nothing, but then I've also gone on trips where I'm like, whoa, oh my God. Like I went to Greece once. Okay. Get this. I went to Greece once with $1,500 on a credit card. I'm not kidding. No other money. I don't think I had a dollar in my bank account, not a dollar. And I went to Greece. People are like, Greece is the trip that you like save up for. I went to Greece for three weeks, had the time of my freaking life with $1,500 credit card. That, that was all I had. That was literally all I had. And I had a blast. Like I stayed in cheap hostels. I didn't really shop. I think I shopped a bit, but I ate out for most meals, came home, spent a month working it off and uh, then saved up for my next trip. That's been the reality of my travels. So if that's, that's really, it's your views on money to start, to just get started. Cause a lot of people say, I don't have the money. I'm like, okay, but I actually didn't have the money. And yeah. I went to Greece for three weeks. So you can, you do actually have the money for me. I've always known that I have a work ethic. I know that if worse came to worse, I get a fucking job. I yeah. work off. I, there's no amount of, you know, I have limits to myself, but like there's going with a $2,000, you know, $3,000 even limit on a credit card. I don't care because I know that I have the work ethic to pay it back. Now I know that that's not exactly financial advice. Like don't (laughs) say like, we're pretty like like, credit cards are like a big question we get. So like, (laughs) but like you had a plan, like you were, you know, it was very much like at a waitress that at a pizza restaurant somewhere in Columbia. I can't remember. I was talking to her. She was very, very cool. And she had these really cool tattoos. And so she got a tattoo everywhere she traveled. I was like, where did you travel? She was like, well, I kind of do this thing where like work like for one to two months and then I'm gone for a month or two. And she, and she's like, 
I mean, essentially a professional waitress, which waitresses make a ton of money. Like, I don't know why, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but in the U S like a lot of times like getting a waitress job is it's like, Oh, you got to get a waitress job to get by. I don't think that they're properly looked at as like professionals. Some are, but I was like, that's a lifestyle. Like that's a planned lifestyle. Like you work for a couple months and then you're not for a couple months. And then when I went to Greece and they are like, yeah, we, we work during the summer, but we don't work during the winter. There's no tourists here. Cause their industry is like major, mainly yeah. tourism. They were like, you know, we met this jeweler and her and her husband went back to, he's Austrian. She's uh, from yeah. Greece. And so like they go to Austria in the winter and they don't work and, but they make jewelry like a little bit. And then they come to Greece in the summer, sell it. And like, that's their life. And I'm like, yeah. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing because I've only been like seeing the narrative of like work Monday through Friday, weekends are your time. And, you know, but you work all year, like this narrative that is great. Like it's great. But those, these are times where I was like, ding, Hey, something's different. Like you don't necessarily have to do it that way. If you just pause for a second and be like, okay, what does you want your life to look like? It's going to be different for everybody. Exactly. And I think that that's what, that's what I mean by your, your views on money and how you make money and how you spend money and how you're okay with having money. Your relationship with money kind of kickstarts your lifestyle and what you're cool with. I was, a, I did exactly that. I was home and served for a couple months and then I went away and then I served for a couple months and then I went away. Same sort of thing. And you bring the credit card with you, you, whatever you run out of, you just kind of put on the credit card, you work that off first and then you put save up for the next trip, you buy a flight, you go. So that was kind of it. I went to Bali later that year. I went to India and then it was just Europe, 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 and South America, stuff like that. So it's people are like, it's not attainable. I'm like, it's absolutely attainable. It just, it just depends on how critical you are about having a really full bank account all the time. You got to be cool with kind of living on, I, I ate a lot of Oreos. Like I eat at convenience stores half the time when I'm away. I'm like, that's why I love Bali. Cause you can eat for the price of a convenience Oh God, store. Bali. People don't, you know, people talk about Bali, but people don't talk about Bali, how Bali actually is. I say as I've never been, but <laughs> I've watched a lot of videos, very yeah. versed on it. And yeah. it's like, or it seems you could correct me. It seems like it is asinine trying to get there. It's so expensive, but once you're there, it's dirt cheap. Like people maybe even could have been TikTok sounds educational. And they were like, yeah, we slept like, I think they did like hostels and things, but like nice hostels. And they were like, our beds each night were like $3. We were eating for a dollar 50. And I was like, excuse me. They're like, yeah. I went like, when you're there, it's cheap as heck. Now I'm sure those giant resorts are not, but Bali's yeah. cheap. <laughs> really, really cheap. It's why I want to live there. And I mean, there's definitely spots where you can get more like expensive and stuff like that, but it's really, really affordable. And so that's kind of what opened me up that first trip to Bali. I was like, whoa, money means something totally different depending on who you are and where you are. Because like, in Canada means jack shit, but $5 to uh, a surfer in Bali means lunch, dinner, and coffee. Like they're good for the day. You know what I mean? And a bed probably that night. $5 means something different no matter where you are. So for me, I always kind of thought that I would just serve and travel and serve and travel and never, I never really cared about having a bank account at all. This is like my honest to God truth. I didn't care 
care about investing or having a savings account or ever having money really or necessarily having a family or setting up anywhere because I was cool to just literally live this lifestyle for the rest of my life and then I found Monate um, and that's the only reason that I even thought that like money money was attainable because people do make a lot of money in the company like that it's, it's a little bit crazy but I, I realized I could make money while traveling. I had never heard of that before. I know that that's kind of like people are like, yeah, no shit. But like, no, I really had never heard of it. I never thought that you could. So I started just to kind of have a little bit of money, but it changed my mindset around having both. I always thought I would have to choose between traveling and having money. I thought that I would have to pick one and I was always going to pick traveling. I would never give that up. I would rather die than, than have yeah. money and live in Toronto for the rest of my life solely. I would rather kind of, but money and, and the world that finances and stuff like that and learning about it more, that kind of opened me up to like, oh shit, I can have both. So now that's kind of the, the trajectory. So you kind of change your lifestyle. So I got into the lifestyle just because I went and saw people, like you say, live that sort of lifestyle. And I was like, bet that's, that's the lifestyle I want. But then I got into Monet and saw this other lifestyle where people had both. And I was like, wait, I want both. I, I want to have both. So it's just about opening yourself up to new people. And like I said, new ways of life, new uh, views on life, new views on money and new views on, on living in general. And that kind of shapes how I formed my own thoughts, if you will. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I've been, um, the last episode I recorded, I don't know when this is going up. I think it's going up right after anyway, but like I was talking to somebody about, um, like they, well, one of my friends, she is living in New York for a month. They like left their house. Um, and then they went, they're living in New York for a month. Like, and her uh, husband has a full-time job, but he doesn't need to be in the office. And I was like, I love how like these last two years have been like crazy with the change in the conversation around work. And she was like, yeah, no, like one of my, one of uh, my other friends, um, she was saying this, they are traveling for a year and they're renting out their house. And I was like, wait a second, wait a minute. Like this is me, this is me my entire life. I'm like, wait a minute, because um, we just bought a house in March and I was like, you know, okay, this is home base. Like, and I thought for a long time that I would be, you know, off doing something or like, I love the idea of like not having a home, but that opened my eyes. I was like, wait a second, wait a second. You can own a home, which financially I'm like, yes, yes own home. Don't rent Man. Yeah. millennial mindset. Yeah. And then, but then I'm also like, Oh, but also travel, be a digital nomad and live in Costa Rica. You know, like mm, and you could absolutely do both. And like, when you talk about Bali yeah. and how cheap it is, I, I, I don't know where I first got the concept, but I was like, wait, okay. Math. If we're renting out a place that we own, because yes. we're not living there anymore or like we're not living there right now rent out the house whatever and you're making yeah. a profit off yes. of it you can think yeah. of it as a daily profit monthly profit with the daily profit like everybody yeah. <laughs> all over the place but like you're making a profit and then yeah. your lifestyle for where you're going is less than what your lifestyle is where your home base is bali yes. a lot of south and not yeah. costa rica south, costa rica is like the literate it's the most expensive country in central america and i believe south america yeah. as well anyway 
but like these places that are cheaper. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. You can make money when you go, when you travel. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. I just can't, I can't handle it. And it's just being open to like, okay, what if this just looked a little different? And of course, like there's the extremists and I'm not, you know, it's kind of like, okay, show the extreme so you can see what's possible, but then bring it back to you saying, okay, what is my version? Like, great. The line's way over there. Like we can see that that's been achieved. Awesome. That's as far as we can go. Now we can choose like where, okay, what does this look like for me? What if I just tweaked a little bit at a time of my life to do what I want? I met a guy in Colombia and he opened my, because I've always said I want to buy homes all over the world. Like that's the next goal for me mm-hmm. with however I make that work. Uh, I want to buy homes all over, have Airbnbs and then kind of go from there. Right. He said, I'll do you one better. I rent homes from people directly. And then I rent them out through with a management company over Airbnb. He says, I keep Uh, a little bit in the closet in my Mexico home, a little bit in the closet in my Portugal home. And then he has another one one in Canada as well. And and he rents them out through Airbnb, makes money off of all three of them and lives as a digital nomad. He's like, I don't have like a permanent address. I don't own any home, but I'm making money off of all three of them because I'm renting them for cheaper. And I don't have to have residency or, or contracts or anything to actually take charge of that home at any point in time because that's really hard to do for all these different places yeah and I looked at him I was like what he also showed me like all these different like bank accounts that digital nomads use that I need to look into more that like aren't like taxable in any place and he like owns a software company I'm like there's this whole world that you just have to meet the right people and they'll let you know they'll show you and I'm like this world just excites the shit out of me but it's so um not unaccessible but like these people don't have social media that's the thing like the real digital nomads they don't have so they're media. off grid you're not gonna meet them ever unless you're in the right place at the right time this was a random beach in this town no english was spoken anywhere except by this motherfucker and <laughs> was the only person that i could speak to in this mini little beach town in Colombia that was basically just people were there to do drugs which i didn't realize i just wanted to go to like a surf town and i was like oh my God, this is insane. And that's where you meet these people. These people that really have made it work. They like live in this- In these little pockets. And and they know everything. And I'm like, if you had a social media account, they're like, I don't care to. I'm like, wow, the peace of mind that you must have. (laughs) Interesting. I'm like the, oh God, it's it's, the sexual tension between me and being that person for the rest of my life is, it is close. Me leaving and being off grid for the rest of my life, it was about this close for the last month. But I'm like, it's it's a whole life. It's a whole world, you know? Yeah. And that's that's the thing. It's like, it's just realizing, Hey, there's possibility. Like it's never like, you don't have to do this, but this just like, Hey, you can do it differently. When I hear these stories, a reason like it excites me or energizes me. It's not because I'm going to go and like run about your properties tomorrow. Like I'm not going to follow their exact plan because it won't work for me. Like it's always got to be on your own terms. It's just, it's like permission, permission to say, Hey, 
I did this. So you're allowed to, if yeah. you want to, you yeah. can do this, you can do that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but think about, okay, what do you want your life to look like? Here's how I did it. And here's some options that you have. Like we've got all these puzzle pieces. It's like, okay, you know, the picture you want to build, just grab what puzzle pieces you want. All the, all, everyone's grabbing these over here and those are great. And if that's what you want, that's awesome. But if you want to grab these over here, you can grab those too. And I'm like, wow, this is just this is nice. I could just build my own puzzle. It's a very lovely metaphor that I'm making up on off my ass. Literally, speaking, let's, let's talk about social media Yeah, because you utilize social media. You're very good at social media. You are absolutely an influencer on social media. It's a very open-ended question. Like how is that playing into your life right now? How did that play into your life a couple months ago? And how has that changed? So yeah, I guess uh, before money, it was just a way for me to show people, hey, this is the life that I'm living. You can do it too. I'm literally just serving. Mm-hmm. Then getting into Monate, it continued to keep that integrity. But because Monate was my sole income, okay, and my mental health was struggling in the pandemic and people don't have as much money, my business was crumbling. And instead of being honest about that for the past, maybe from March till the July or whatever, I just made my whole social media identity about Monate and my business. And that's never what I wanted to do. I lost myself to it, which you see so many times over in people. And that's exactly what I didn't want to do. And so when I saw that happen, happening, I decided, okay, no, I need to take a full step back from social media. I obviously am not mentally well enough to be on here right now. I'm taking in everybody else's voice instead of my own. Um, And the truth is my business is falling apart. That means my travel lifestyle is falling apart. And my whole life plan for myself is falling apart because Monate was my whole life plan. Like you say, when you see people making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month uh, and you see that lifestyle, I should have taken that and said that gives me permission to do this but I don't necessarily have to do it the same way but instead I said I'm going to follow to a T what you did so I lost that integrity of how I started with this idea of like I'm just going to make it cool and travel and do my own thing I became the shampoo bitch if you will and you all know I'm sure the ones that I'm talking (laughs) about Uh, so I became that bitch and and that's exactly not what I wanted to be I lost any idea or or inspiration of what I do want to do with social media and I was creating content around shampoo it's great shampoo but I don't give that much of a fuck like let's just (laughs) any influencer can talk about their hair care and skincare routine that's no problem but that can't be the brunt of your content and I teach that to my team and yet that's what I was doing right it's it was just desperate it was feeling desperate it was it was desperate to you know rebuild this business really really quickly because I didn't want to get a job and I was like or lies you can take a full stop revamp all of it get a fucking job because who the fuck cares what business owner hasn't gotten a job in their crash of their business it'll probably happen again within my lifetime like no business owner just it's crash and burn crash and burn and then always always that's what it looks like and so Anyways, I decided to take that full stop. And that's something that I promised myself I would never do. So it was rewiring my brain to give myself permission to do that. And then it was giving myself permission to get a job and, and not, and that doesn't mean that I'm giving up on my social media businesses. It just means that I'm allowing them to take form organically. So that all requires 
consistently a lot of therapy and that's something not a lot of people talk about is that loss of a life plan i didn't lose a person in my life thank god i didn't lose uh you know a, a house or anything like that but i did lose a life plan and that is challenging on the mental game that's really hard to kind of work through is like to say for the past three years i have had one goal and that goal i just watched it burn to the ground and now what you know like now what where, where am i going what direction am i going in i can't even see through the smoke so get help for that if that's where you're at that you're not i i felt almost like stupid i was like well all you lost is your fucking network marketing business like are you really crying over this it's like no dude that's a life plan that you had for a really long time and you know what as soon as i opened up about this so many other girls especially in network marketing came to me being like oh my god thank you for being honest i'm like that's all this fucking company needs is a little bit of honesty yeah. and then we'd all be fine like just everybody that's what we don't like about network marketers myself included is when we're not honest and so anyways i brought a lot of honesty to it um, and i'm still trying to do that but moving forward i promised myself that monate was going to be an amazing vehicle but not my full thing it's going to bring in great income and allow me to travel still i still want to rebuild it and everything like that but it's got to take shape organically and moving forward I want to focus on what I'm calling my career my career focus which is social media I want to do YouTube I want to uh, tell my stories like I was saying on my social media the, the other day it's hard for me because everybody does the vlog thing everybody's showing the story as oh movie. I think you said something on your stories that you were like hey like what do we want on YouTube and you're like I'm not sure about vlogs literally was about to say vlogs I just want to see I know. your life I know. Well, everybody says that I got messages. Yeah. People are like, I want to see everything. I'm so interested in your life. I'm like, you know what? Honestly, yeah, I want to, I want to share my life too. But for me, I find it so challenging to share in the moment. Mm -hmm. I find it so challenging to videotape and share in the moment because I'm such an in, not, not an introvert necessarily, but I'm a very inward person. And I like to take in the moment, experience the moment, and then share my views and my thoughts like how on to it process after. it yeah and I yeah. appreciated like you said I don't I'm not interested you said something about like teaching you were like I've thought about teaching but I'm still in it so I have I don't have I can't teach properly and I was like what oh. a self-aware thing to say because <laughs> there is a lot of people out there because social media everybody will coach you you know you have to add value which is true which is true mm -hmm. and you have to teach and I'm like okay but you have to be on the other side. Like I've had people say like, why don't you do business coaching? I'm like, bitch, I am in, I'm not two years in. Okay. I learned a lot, but like, I'm not there yet. And I, I really appreciate it. I was like, she's very self-aware and uh, conscious of her audience to say like, Hey, I'm not in a place to teach right now. No, not at all. I feel like a fucking idiot. I, I'm even just trying to start with like making little reels yeah. and, and TikToks. Cause I got to do something with my fucking TikTok audience. I accidentally built an with 11 veneers. on TikTok with my fucking veneers. And now I got to fucking do something with it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, what I'm trying to do is just give little tips and tricks that I'm learning along the way, little bits that I learned that day about my rehabilitation plan for myself, my mental health, my binge eating disorder, fucking spirituality, like all of it. There's, there's so many um, aspects to my life that people are like, you're confusing me. Which way are you? What's your niche? I keep trying to pick a niche. I'm like, there's no niche. I'm okay. The niche conversation makes me want oh, to mom. Cool. 
I don't hear people giving more people permission to like, especially with social media and personal brands, like it's a struggle for me because I'm like, I understand a niche and I understand that I would grow faster if I just talked about one thing and I was that thing. And I had my username as that thing. And I'm like, here's the problem. I'm real stubborn. And, um, I literally uh, am incapable. I would rather grow slower and have the niche be me because I'm like, I know this is possible because there's people that I follow religiously and buy from religiously. And if I, if you asked me what their niche is, I couldn't tell you. I'm like their life. I, I follow them for lifestyle. I follow them for fashion. They also sometimes give business advice. And I love when they make a video about budgets. I'm like, I agree. I I can't. There's, there's 800 people every day telling you on TikTok and Instagram and everything like that, uh, build a niche, make reels every day. And then you'll have 70,000 followers overnight. I'm like, awesome. But like, what if you then feel like you want to talk about something else one day? None of those people give a fuck. Like a niche isn't brand loyalty. Like, I I know you can't because I've been loyal to people. Like I have people on the internet. It doesn't matter what they do. They could come out with a wine company right now and I would (laughs) buy it. Even though last week I bought from their skirt. Like I don't care, you know, and it just takes longer to do that because you have to get them to fall in love with you and every part of you. Yeah. Not just, hey, I'm the person that only talks about, which is totally great. Like that is a career. It's just two different paths. I'm just too scared to do the one where it's like, hey, I'm only going to talk. I tried it. I tried only talking about business. I was like, you know what? This is um, sucking. This is sucking a lot. Um, And I'm not into it. And so I was like, okay, like the niche thing, (laughs) not for me. (laughs) No, I don't think it's for me either. So that kind of, I had to kind of you know, crush that dream of like being in one niche and move forward in this direction of like, okay, then what do I put where and how do I do this? And I was like, you know what would bring me a lot of peace of mind is just telling my stories. I want to give you guys all context because like you say, okay, you're this person that travels and how the fuck did you get here? What, what? And I'm like, whoa, I actually have a story for that. I, I have six years of stories stupid little stories of all of the different places that I've accidentally gone to or been to and little things and how I learned. And I feel like if my social media following builds on understanding that story, then we can go forth and vlog and we can understand everything rather than starting at the end and kind of back paddling. I want to bring you guys into the last six years and, and how I became this and where I'm at now. And then obviously teach the little things that I'm learning along the way to kind of help my own imposter syndrome of teaching anything. Cause some of it is that I'm absolutely not in a place to teach. And other of it is just, I'm like, I'm stupid. How the- yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a fine balance between it's like, Oh yeah, no, I've just, I need to learn a little bit more and then I'll come back or like, no, I probably could teach except I feel like I'm a jelly bean and I can't. <laughs> and so I think social media moving forward, I've promised myself and I've done this thing where I've written contracts to myself it's on my laptop and my contract with Monate says this is not your business anymore because I'm, I'm fighting for the company like it's my own fucking billion dollar company I'm fighting off anti-MLMers left right and goddamn center and I'm like wait pause am I making a billion dollars out of this no it's my last name Erdnetta who is the founding family of Monate no so what the fuck am I doing yelling at all these people getting my ass handed to me like no fuck that I, I, you guys live your truth I'm gonna live my truth can I sell my fucking shampoo thanks leave me the fuck alone and uh, 
like, what the fuck? I'm like, my neck is out here, folks. I'm going to take my shit back. You stay over there. I'm going to stay over here. And so I, I was like, okay, hey, I need to just run this like a job. It's a dope job. It's an awesome job. It's a job I'm good at. I've learned a lot about it. Been with it for three years. Might as well keep going. I'm going to get myself a part-time job in Toronto. Now, does that scare the living shit out of me? Because I haven't had a job in three years and I like to travel and just take off like that. Yes. But I also, for the first six years, like six years of my traveling, it, traveling was also always pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Then it became my comfort zone. And that's a, that's a, that's a thing that I had to notice in myself. And when I was in Aruba, I kind of realized that. And I keep going, I kept going. I went to Italy anyways, knowing that I did not need to be traveling right now. I need to be focusing inwards. I need to do the work. It, running away to Italy is not going to solve your fucking problems. Cause people, a lot of times see me and traveling the way that I do, they think that that's escaping from something. And honest to God, it never was. It was, it was going and learning about myself. I felt like I was so comfortable in Toronto. Like it's so easy and, and out where in the world, like going out, that was me learning about myself, learning about the world, all that sort of stuff. But then the world became my comfort zone and Toronto became this place where I had to actually do the inner work. And so when I was in Italy, I realized, okay, I need to put travel on pause for a while. I need to put, I need to allow social media to grow naturally and I need to work inward on my mental health and also traveling it's really hard to like make friends <laughs> I will say that too like people are like what's the downside of traveling I was like well, I don't have any like I have like two friends in Toronto I also I have tons of social media friends and stuff like that but like I don't have like a friend group that I like go do shit with I have my one best friend since kindergarten other than that I I'm chilling so you know interacting with people is probably a good thing I'm like kind of being my own mom in the sense of like lads you should probably make some fucking friends and, and so that's that's part of it as well right so being in Toronto for for a while um, and doing that sort of thing and allowing social media to grow organically. Gary V is like a business mentor of mine. I quite like him. I don't know where your reviews are on him, but he really always says like, okay, allow it to grow. Go get a fucking shitty job and allow your shit to grow organically. I'm like, literally, yes, that's yes, what yes, it yes, is. Yes, yes. That's what I did. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm kind of humbling myself and being like, okay, hey, cute that you spent the last three years just like traveling and vibing, but it's time to do the real shit. If you really want a real career out of this, you know, if you want a real social media career, I don't necessarily want to work with brands. Honestly, I want to be my own brand. I want to mm -hmm. do more of the manifestation babe sort of that's thing. A lot more of an ROI. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would rather want. It's going to take way longer to build. I have no interest in like posing with products unless I like really like them. So for me, it's more about building courses, eventually teaching, eventually writing books, eventually doing all that, but it's going to take a long time. So letting it build. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate you being so honest and being like, look, here's like the messy part of everything. And, and I think that's something that people don't converse about. And I've absolutely, I think every business owner has like the fear of like, oh my God, what if I have to go get a, go get a job? Like as if, you know, what are people going to think? And it's like, yeah. look, as businesses, we do what we got to do to keep the dream afloat. Like okay. you, it's a much bigger than you. And if, yeah. if you are feeling like it's all on you, like take it, you got to take yourself out of it and re out of it yeah. and realize like there's a mission that is bigger than you. If you're in a position where you need to get a job to then fuel the dream to then make it happen. Yes. Like it's all, think of it as all part of the business plan. Like it is just another income stream, another, like a part-time job, just another income stream to fuel the dream. I mean, I really admire, I'm sure that took a lot of work though. Cause I can imagine the fear that's there. 
I was talking to a friend what's today went oh yesterday and we um were both like having a similar conversation about just feeling like kind of uncomfortable where we are and just like we could feel things are changing and like people talk about the discomfort of change but especially when you haven't recognized it you're like what am I doing wrong it feels very much like internally something's wrong your life's wrong and she was like I just kind of stepped back and I was like well this happens like every couple years like this is just a pivot point. And she had this email. I don't know. She has somebody that she's like on their like marketing email Mm -hmm. list or whatever. And he wrote something about guys, you know how I don't like things that are cliche, but I'm (laughs) going to talk about a caterpillar and we're just going to be okay with that. Okay. She she like read me something. She's like, they really put something in perspective. So a caterpillar. Okay. Caterpillars are born with cells that have a really fancy name that I don't remember, but they're essentially the cells with the instructions to make a butterfly. And you know, they go into the cocoon or whatever. Caterpillars will literally like dissolve, like freaking goop, like straight up dissolve. And then these cells are like, all right, making a butterfly. Mm, I'm sure that's not comfy. No, no, no. Here's the kicker. A caterpillar's body sees those cells as something foreign. So like an immune system, it tries to kill it. Like it tries to attack it. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And it's literally that the caterpillar is like, this is who I am right now. That's not who I am. So that's wrong. And then the cells are like, no home dog. This is who you're going to be. And you're mad and you don't like us and you're going to try to kill us. But like, I, we're not going anywhere. And then caterpillar dissolves and then you go into above. And it just, I was like, wait, you know, she talked about like, this is literally shaving an identity, like a lot, every pivot you make, and especially in entrepreneurship or doing anything in personal development you're speeding that process up. Okay. Because you're aware of it. And so you've like, okay, yeah, it might be every year. It might be every six months that you're all of a sudden having this pivot point. And you're like, oh my God, why does this feel like not good? I'm going to fight, fight, fight. And you're like, wait a second, wait, like this is just, this is a change. You know, I'm not going to recognize myself in about three months. And so I got to let go. And that was her. She was like, you just have to let go. You have to let go of trying to fix it. You have to let go of trying to fight it and just say, okay, I'm kind of letting this flow happen. And then you dissolve into goop and turn into a butterfly with your regenerative cells. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I was like, that's so everybody talks about the cocoon thing. And I'm like, nobody cares. Nobody cares about the cocoon. Nobody talks about you fighting the actual cells to change you. And that gets really profound and like cutesy-wootsy or whatever. When you are in it and you're uncomfy and it feels like you're doing everything wrong, it is a breath of fresh air for somebody to come to you and be like, hey, like you can't see it, but I'm on the outside. I can see you're actually in a tornado, but like it's winding down. Like you're in, you're supposed to be there. Stop. It's like, what are those, like the currents? It's like, stop trying to like swim against it because it's not, it'll take you where you need to go. You're not doing anything wrong but you're going to be a little different after I'm like yeah. what that, that a breath of fresh air to hear yeah. that and not have to fight and not have to feel like I'm failing or I don't know what to do next or like any of that I'm like oh no we're on the right path girlfriend it's yeah. cool just shut the fuck up <laughs> shut the fuck up take a real deep breath and just move slower. I think that that's something I'm trying to do as well as just move a little slower like in all of that going on just move a little slower. Like I'm sure that the butterfly has to let it take its time and fight off, but you don't need to fight. You just need to move a little slower. Yeah, no. And, that, and that's so against like what we're 
we've been told. And you're talking earlier about like consuming all this content. And (laughs) that's something that, I mean, I, I do not have mastered. It's I'm trying to consume a lot less, but Mm. this conversation came up on somebody's stories or whatever. She was like, I was just thinking like, the more I consume, the less creative I am. And she's like, we are all consuming so, so, so much. This has the risk of literally killing the art and like these new ideas that and innovations that could come to the future. Like this isn't just happening to me. This isn't just happening to you when you're consuming and you feel uncreative. Like this is happening worldwide. And we are risking the potential of the future for these new ideas because like, you know, she's like, I'll make a decision about my house. And I realized like, I didn't make that decision. I saw that somewhere and I think it's your idea. And until you take a break and like, and just stop, there's so many people that I've like, the people that are really high, they're like, I don't consume. Like, are you going to be a consumer? Are you going to be a producer? Because Like you can produce without consuming. And it's, this is something that I'm really gonna, it's gonna take a long time to balance. I even thought about, I was like, do I unfollow everyone? And I was like, no, I feel like that's a little extreme. Like, I don't know about that. But realizing what position you're in most of the time, consuming isn't all bad, Mm -hmm. but a lot of us are kind of sitting in that seat a majority of the time. And then we go to the production chair. We're like, wait, like what ideas are mine? I haven't come up with anything original in, I don't know how long, where is my creativity? Okay. Well, it's buried under all this crap that you've been looking at that I'm sure is all very helpful individually. Like I appreciate, obviously as somebody who likes to produce and likes to be creative, I appreciate when others are creative, but when you have so much of it, it's It's way too much. Depressing. Agreed. 100%. Well, this has been so great. Like I knew this conversation would be great, but this is even better than I expected. I really really appreciate you coming onto the podcast. I really enjoyed this. I I think that hopefully I can give it all, but for me personally, it's just like you say, you have to take it one step at a time. There's a lot going on right now and we're all in the midst of our stories. So it's so fucked up because we're listening to people in the middle of their stories as if it's the end of their story. And it's not even the end of their story. We're, we're thinking that that's the goal. That's the end goal. That's just the middle of their story. If we could all just be a little bit honest about the fact that we know some things, but we don't know others. That was a spiritual teaching that I come to came to understand a really long time ago is try to practice and meditate on the fact that you know nothing. You, do, you don't know anything. You, do, you don't, you don't, you really don't know anything. And that's something I tried to come back to recently because I got really caught up in knowing everything. And social media sometimes makes you feel and business makes you feel like you have to know everything Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's a there's a way to do it all without knowing anything but trying to just share what what you're learning along the way and building out of that so I'm just really glad to have done this I feel like it was finally the right time and I'm grateful for you having me here today I'm so grateful for you being here how can people find you because they're gonna listen to this be like oh my god if I'm not following this girl like I have to follow her (laughs) where can people find you how can people support you um even if it's on social media or elsewhere yeah I mean social media wise Instagram and TikTok is Leiden Elora. Um, there's an underscore on the Instagram one. We'll have it all in the in the show notes sure. for everybody. Yeah. 
all that good stuff. And then uh, YouTube, it's also Lime and Laura. Hopefully um, the YouTube and the blog space will be up in the next little while. Again, we're taking it slow. I, my goal is to have it. I'm like, get it done. And then I'm like, you know what? Chill. I was like, let's not fucking, you got years. Let's, let's just chill. But I, I, I would be so grateful to, to connect with all of you guys. So yeah, Instagram, TikTok, the usual, and we'll move from there. Thank you so much. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed Uh, per usual, you know, the drill, share this on your social media and like rate review all the things. If you go on Apple podcasts and write a review, make sure it's five stars because we're friends and that's what friends do. And if you write a review, that would mean a lot to me message us on Instagram. If you have any questions, and then if you're on Spotify, go ahead and download the episode that, cause that also helps our numbers. We are a team here. Step it. I'm just kidding. Um, but that does help (laughs) us a lot. (laughs) I will see you guys next time. Bye.